0: This podcast was prepared by Ashley and Martell in their personal capacity. The opinions expressed in this show are of a host own and do not reflect the views of any of their personal affiliations.
1: There's no one answer to to how you change the hood or change the the, the reality of what goes on. But what you got to think about is when you don't have resources, you in survival mode. You know, so being in survival mode automatically rules out a lot of things because you don't care about morality because you don't experience morality. You experience, you know, the need to survive. You don't experience, you know, fairness. You don't experience planning for the future. You just experience my ribs touching, you know what I mean? And it's better me than you. And, you know, it's a survival instinct that kick in. So I think once you get out of the survival mode, your, your morals come back closer to, to your daily decision-making. You start thinking about what's right, what do I believe in. But until you get out of survival mode, you ain't got time to be worrying about right and wrong. You worrying about bottom line, you know what I mean, by any means necessary. So I think that economics is the answer. Empowering people economically is how you really, really impact but I don't know if it's about dropping a bag of money in the hood. I think it's about impacting culture in a way that you know the mentality changes, and then also you know the the institutions that exist. It's just a prison institution, really. It's like a pipeline of jail. It, it ain't it ain't no 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 constructive institutions for real that meets you ground level. It's just like if you fuck up, we gon' we got somewhere to put you. So it's like a fear based preventative approach then like some love and like we know y'all going through a struggle and we know y'all could use an art center or uh you know i mean a studio compound or entrepreneurial space it's like whatever going on if you can't figure it out we're gonna lock you up bro so whatever it is yeah it's on y'all i think like you get people out of survival mode they start thinking different i did you know when i when i figured out you know, how to how to get myself out of the situation. My approach to life and people was different. I wasn't so angry, I didn't have my guard up. I wasn't so aggressive, I wasn't so, you know, expecting, if you ain't helping me, fuck you. It wasn't, that wasn't the mentality no more. And I can't blame nobody, you know what I mean? That's thinking about how they gonna pay their rent. Or like going through, not having food at the house, being young and having to go outside to hustle for, for to feed they with in school clothes that's gonna change people that's gonna make you feel away and you
2: all right that was uh the uh, nipsey hustle
0: Nip happy birthday Nip
2: yeah
0: the nipsey, great.
2: we felt it was t- you know timely to i feel like nipsey hustle i After, you know, he passed away, I feel like a lot of videos came out just about, you know, his, his knowledge, you know, his, his uh, work to change what he was talking about in his community, you know, economics, that is such a, uh, a lot of times we talk about the violence in our communities, we got to tie that to poverty, we got to tie that to how poverty, you know, creates that survival of the fittest mentality And, um, you know, uh, life taken and gone too soon. Um, but those words that he um, has left in his music and the interviews um, that are out there on the, on, on the Internet. Yeah. Um, this was from, a, we, we pulled this from YouTube. Um, I want to say it's called 24-7. I'm assuming it's hip-hop. It's just H-H. But that's the, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 247hiphophh.com. So shout out to them. We pulled that off YouTube. We love to give credit yeah. to where we get some things from.
0: Yeah, for me, I've been a Nip fan since 2013, for real. Mm. Um, shout out to my homie Eddie for putting the on Bullets ain't got no names. Volume 1, 2, and 3. And uh, for me personally, man, like Nick's been one of my favorite rappers for the past, you know what I'm saying, five, six years. Just seeing the growth in his rhymes, um, just seeing what he was building towards, you know what I mean, and what he was building to. Like, I seen the vision. Um, So for me personally, like, uh, I was hurt, you know what I'm saying, when Nick got murdered, man. um, Just because of, like, what he meant to people like you know what I'm saying dudes like me dudes from the hood that like we see it different we see the bigger picture you know what I'm saying but you still you still got obstacles and impediments in your way to uh, to get where you want to go you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. i got a lot of love for that um, everything he's done uh, he's he's definitely somebody that that i will i will put in my you know what I'm saying ancestor circle um, you know what I'm saying and, and somebody Whose, whose words I look to for inspiration and motivation, man. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm glad that we was able to link on, on, you know what I'm saying, Nip's, uh, you know what I'm saying, C-Day, and, and you know what I mean, just build on, you know what I'm saying, and just call Nip's Nip Spirit as we as we do this show, um, you know what I'm saying, because the marathon continues for us, you know what I'm saying, and everybody's marathon is different. So,
2: yes.
0: it's about endurance, you know what I'm saying, building that endurance and, and stamina, how that looks for you, Everybody got their own their own race to run, everybody got their own marathon to run. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Thank you, Nip. I love you cuz. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate everything that you that you gave to us down here when you sent this dimension, mention.
2: Yeah, I Dante put me on to Nip uh some years back and I have a thing with rappers, like I have to like your voice. And there is just something about Nipsey Hustle's voice mm-hmm. that just like Draws yeah. me in. I can listen to any of his music. I can listen to any of his interviews because it just—excuse me—it just does something to me. Right. Um,
0: There's a realness. There's a realness on the talks. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. Sounds the same. Mm-hmm. You can listen to certain artists and not know who it is. You know what I'm saying? Like people sound the same. You know what I mean? Don't sound the same, but nip—you no, know it's nip. No. You know what I'm saying? Like from the verses to the interviews to to conversations to whatever like you knew you knew it was Nip. yeah and one of my favorite things is how you know what I'm saying how you open up the verse with look you know what I'm saying <laughs> like anytime you knew you yeah. to look yeah. you know Nip was about the Nip was about to give you something right? yeah. And 8, 16, 20 bars whatever it was yeah. you know what I'm saying he was about to give you something so
2: well, yeah, we had to uh, give him uh, his flowers for sure at the start of this episode. It is episode 16 of Black Political Millennials, and um, how's it how's it been? It, I feel like every week we get a chance to get together and record a new episode. There is always a shit ton of shit that has happened.
0: Yeah, before we before we get into the shit ton of shit, you know what I'm saying? For everybody listening to BPM, mm-hmm. um, my name is Martell K A Pierre Defecto, and uh, is, uh, the
2: Ashley Comans.
0: Yeah, so we in here, and I want to start with something that we didn't put on on our list to talk about. Mm-hmm. But um this week, we both were. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You forgot oh, yeah. about that. You oh yeah, we we that. did do that. So we did something. Like, um, <laughs> Me and Ashley are now um, chairpersons or committee persons for the Young Democrats of Allegheny County. Yes. Um, which is major, you know. What I'm saying so. Shout out to our brother Ernest uh, for having a vision and you know what I mean plugging us in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll be serving as outreach chair for Young Dems,
2: and I'll be the communications chair for yeah. Young Dems. And uh, I have to thank my brother here Martel, for you know reaching out, you know, I think that's always, that's always a good thing when you have good people in your space and in your life, because your name gets brought up even Mm -hmm. when you're not even thinking or, you know, that wasn't on my radar. Uh, So I appreciate that. And I hope that, you know, we have a pretty, I loved your status about the group of people that um, yeah. we have, he said, it's like when the Avengers oh, link up. For real,
0: it's definitely like the Avengers. You know? Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a dope group. Shout out to my sister Morgan. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the secretary. Yeah. Um, so I hope we can get on the show in the next couple mm-hmm. months. But, um, you know what I'm saying? She's definitely, definitely putting in a lot of work with Ernest. And it's a dope squad of people that, that cover a lot of parts of Allegheny County. Yeah. Know? And for those that don't know that, that might be listening to our show, Allegheny County uh, Pittsburgh, say city of Pittsburgh is inside Allegheny County, mm-hmm. um, so that's why we're saying Allegheny County, because we go by a county here, uh, even though we're in Pittsburgh, and live in Pittsburgh, or, or say Pittsburgh, Allegheny mm-hmm. County, so it's a little bit bigger than Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, because cause I'm technically you know, not, a I'm not a Pittsburgh resident Pittsburgh, living right. in the uh, borough right outside of Pittsburgh that I live in, but I can put Pittsburgh on my mail, and it'll still get to me, so mm-hmm. I live in Pittsburgh. Um, You know, I was having a conversation um, just about the county and county council. I didn't know county council was uh, started in 2000, January 1st, 2000. So I was, that was news to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was conversation before about the county being technically the the whole county being the city of Pittsburgh, which would make us more comparable city wise. To, like, a Philly or, like, in regards to size, not demographics, we would still be very, very white here. But um, the size of the city of Pittsburgh would be much greater if the whole county was considered the city, which I thought was an interesting point. Um, So, yeah, that's that's just a little bit about Allegheny County. Oh, my baby's crying. You You
0: know something else. The county exec position is fairly new as well.
2: I fi- well, what figure there's
0: only been three county execs okay Um, so I, I did a case study through my leadership program we talked about the position of county exec
3: mm-hmm. and how
0: much work went into uh, you know a couple people in politics and a couple people uh, you know in leadership at a high level that uh, pushed for the need for it to be a county exec because before the position was run almost kind of like a committee there were like two or three people hmm. that were making decisions for the county. uh but you know they said that that was hard with people not agreeing on stuff and mm-hmm. things are getting caught up mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so the county position is mad new
3: okay.
0: um like i want to say 99 i can't recall but it's it's very new it has to, um,
2: 99 sounds about right too if because the we we did a you know have another I don't know what it is with me, a podcast, but I've on a podcast and we did a, a county council um, quiz and the question was, when was county council started? And, you know, my co-host, the way he did it, the, the context clues helped me because the 2000 date was the only date that had January 1. So I was like, oh, okay, you swear people in in January. So I was like, 2000, that's crazy. That's like not long. That's not long at all. No. I was, what in two thousand? Oh, I'm
0: horrible with my number. Yeah,
2: we seventh grade. Yeah. yeah, we were in seventh grade in two thousand. Yup.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, so. Yep. So you know what I mean? It's interesting that I don't know. It seems like since like two thousand, or even sometimes it's like two thousand and five. It seems like history's been like hyper hyper fast mm-hmm. and we just kind of forget like we were alive when these things were happening mm-hmm. you know but had no clue had no clue i know
2: my household wasn't thinking about nobody's county, wasn't council. Thinking
0: about county, exec or county council County mm-hmm. and, and you know, i was living
2: household. in turtle creek back then so i was definitely super in the county like mm-hmm. not in the city i was outside the city i remember moving to turtle creek and turtle creek when i lived out there back then to now it's a, it looks way different yeah, I was yeah. like the one, I was like one of three black families in the townhouse complex we lived in. And now it's like majority black out there. I go to yeah. Turtle Creek now and I'd be like, Ooh, this is different. We need to look at that police department. Cause, uh, what's going on out here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's make sure everything's okay with all these black people. Cause I don't think the police department reflects this community. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> and that is something that we need to be cautious of because that is real. Sure um, enough. But, yeah, so that's some news for both of us this week, that we're new members of Young Dems.
0: Shout out to all the Young Dems of Allegheny County and the Young Dems of yeah. Pennsylvania.
2: In our first live show, uh, Young Dems collaborated with us on that, and we definitely appreciated their support. So, yeah, I look forward to, you know, future things we can do. COVID really has things super different now, so... You know, we got to think outside the box on how we can continue to collaborate and grow and build with each other mm-hmm. um, and this work that we want to do for our region that is so needed. Um, and, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, you realize something? Like, our Super Tuesday event was, like, a lot of people. Last time being out. out with a mass group of people without mm-hmm. mask on mm-hmm. or being scared, like mm-hmm. that's crazy. And mm-hmm. that evening, like it was just so cool, and there was just so many different dope groups of people there. there was. Like who knew that that COVID would just change that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We
2: was ignoring it. Oh, uh-huh. my
0: goodness. I mean, I think at that point, to, to our defense, it wasn't in Pennsylvania. It yet. wasn't.
2: No, we, no. We
0: were, we were We were all watching closely. Yeah. I don't think it had gotten to, to our state or county yet. Mm-mm. Um But it's just wild. Cause I talked to a few people, and people were just like, yeah, last month that was your Super Tuesday event. Wow. I'm just like, damn, like, that's crazy. And um, now
2: look at us. It's now, August. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, August.
0: August, uh, um, a lot has changed since then. A yeah. lot's changed since Super Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. But, uh, I'm a different of, person. I, I think, ain't the same
0: person. I think. Uh, I think a lot of us are different in different in certain respects, as mm-hmm. far as um, just how we see things, or appreciation, or mm-hmm. patience with certain things. It's mm-hmm. a lot of different mm-hmm. stuff. I think. I think everybody's changed. Yeah. Um, since this whole COVID thing has happened.
2: Yeah, um, the things that are important really stand out to you because you realize that you know, this is you realize when something's wasting your time because time, what is time right now and what I'm not doing is wasting it on anything or anybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, so um, to this to this uh, top, top of the list.
0: Yeah, so we're going to be talking about a few different things today. Um. the talking a lot about the upcoming presidential election. We uh, got a VP. We got a VP selection. we are talking about the post office, some elections that happened, the census. Mm-hmm. Uh we're gonna to be touching a lot of different things, but first, one thing that I wanna to touch on real quickly that we saw before we hit record hit record to start our sixteenth our, uh, episode is uh we turned on television to uh, watch a basketball game, the Western playoff western conference playing game. And uh, Blazers won that, but then there was a commercial uh, that came on after the game ended. That was I don't know. Would you call that a smear ad? Would you call it a smear ad for Joe Biden? Is yeah, that what would I that? mean,
2: it's it's the opposition. It's his opposition.
0: So basically, this commercial says that Joe Biden is going to take. I I want to say was it thirty thousand. Was that the number? I didn't catch the number. Do you recall the number? Was it thirty thousand jobs that they said it was no, going to take? Six hundred. Geez, six. Sorry, not 30,000, <laughs> hundred thousand jobs. They said Joe Biden. was gonna take,
2: take them jobs. Six hundred thousand
0: jobs in Pennsylvania alone, not in the state, not in the country, not in the region, but in Pennsylvania alone, Joe Biden's going to take six hundred thousand jobs, and they said that these were going to be fracking jobs,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right
0: now. Can't be for everybody, but I know some people that work in fracking, and they're not working right now under right? this
2: current administ- administration. Exactly.
0: So mm-hmm. I feel like you're trying to play people to get another vote, but you, certain a lot of people in that in that job industry, uh, voted for Trump, right? But they're not working now, but Trump's still president. Mm-hmm. So, Man, I
2: thought he, I thought he gave, I thought he uh, fulfilled all of his promises.
0: Oh uh, no! Nah, he uh,
2: fulfilled all his promises. That's what he said. That's
0: what he said. But we know that's a lie <laughs> because he said Dez will going get back to Cole. Mm. He didn't even know them. He didn't even know how that would happen.
2: Mm-mm. It sounded good but, though. It sounded real
0: good. You know what I mean, the people that are in those industries, like those are the things you want to hear, right? Yeah, but, I mean, my thing is if you vote for somebody because they said they're, they're going to keep this for you and then they don't keep that, or that thing isn't kept, how is somebody going to go on air and say that the next person is going to take jobs that they don't have these jobs right now? Mm-hmm. So, I once again, I don't know who the ad was paid for by, it wasn't paid for by the president's committee, it was paid for by somebody else. But I feel like that's a, a, a level of fear mongering.
2: Yeah, it is. Right?
0: Because now you're going to say in a time now where a lot of people are unemployed, a lot of people have lost jobs, a lot of businesses are closed, that, oh, this new presidential candidate is going to take your job mm-hmm. along with another 599,999 people. He's going to take all Yin's jobs. Mm-hmm. But y'all don't have these jobs now. Mm-hmm. So then, at the end, it says Pennsylvania is tough. Joe Biden is weak, and that's how the commercial ended. And this was on this was on network TV. Right? ABC.
2: We, we was watching ABC, right? Yeah, we yeah, was
0: watching ABC. I'm sorry, that's bullshit.
2: It is. It is. And you know, I think for us and a lot of the people who listen to our show, we we hate these commercials. I just, I just, you know, I get all the emails. <laughs> For the campaign and it asks like the best places to do um you know ads and you know putting information out about the campaign don't i hate these commercials i've been hating these commercials since i was a kid
0: Yo, because they're, like, badly done. or poorly produced. Yeah. Right? They're, they're, really, they have, like, weird music.
2: I remember when Summer ran for state rep for the first time, and they had a commercial against her calling her a socialist, and I was just like, oh, my goodness, this is so crazy. Y'all are scared. She, she's still, still smashed in the polls. Like, mm-hmm. still. No question. So, y'all... Trump ain't getting nobody, 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 no jobs, okay? Trump is lining his pockets.
0: Man. Been lining his pockets. He's lining a lot of people's pockets and his pockets, and he don't care about the voters' pockets. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. There's another commercial I saw where they kind of took a route from the Willie Horton book. Uh, For people that don't know about Willie Horton is, and this is when Michael Dukakis was running for president. Um, I believe it was against Bush, the Bush Daddy Bush. Mm. Um, and at that time, I believe I want to say it was in Massachusetts. There was a program, like a furlough program, where inmates could go home for the weekend, or, or inmates were released for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And there was one person, Willie Horton, that when he was released, he murdered and raped a white woman.
3: Oh, and
0: goodness. then from that, it was like Michael Dukakis is gonna is gonna every white woman it's not as in danger of Michael Dukakis is president because of Willie Horton because of his program and his fear Yeah. and because of that Michael Dukakis really didn't do very well in opposed and he ended up losing of course to Bush but the thing about it is that they played on the fear and there was yeah. a commercial that I saw that Trump's team made or had made that was in the lane of that whole Willie Horton story mm. where you see a woman trying to call nine one one and then they cut to an empty office where phones just ring in, like there ain't going to be no one dispatchers. Oh, because so, they defund the so police defund and stuff? Police, uh, not, so we defund the police. Exactly. Uh, so we defund police. Shucks. Well, now we're not going to have 911 dispatchers. Oh, man. So you defund a whole other department, right? And now you're not going to have one dispatchers, right? Yeah. So my thing is, they're playing on people's fear, but they're also playing on people's intelligence to a bit too. You know what I'm saying? Because let's be realistic. Like, first of all, those are two different pools of money that are employing these two separate people. Mm-hmm. And there ain't no way that they're not just going to have 9-1-1 dispatch staff mm-hmm. because the police department then got consolidated and, and when we Yeah, and, and when government.
2: we talk about defund the police, and then we, so we clear up, this is like, this all trickles down, but when we talk about defund the police, and just the phrase in general, defund the police, that phrase is used literally for like clickbait. You know, you see defund the police, it makes you want to say, well, what do they mean? What nice. is that? Nice. And so defunding the police, um, you know, it's, it's I think where people stand at on the spectrum, you know, you go from people who want to abolish the police to people who want the funds for policing to be more um, community focused and not salaries and pensions right. focused. Right. And not that people shouldn't be paid well for doing work, and when your job is to protect people, you know we want to make sure like our fire, you know our firefighters and our EMS workers and people like that, you know we want to make sure that they are being um, paid livable wages. But we don't need to be funding police officers and departments, and this is a pen like for Pennsylvania, and I'm sure there's other states like this, but. Pennsylvania is just one of those states where we have so many small, like, jurisdictions, like, you Mm -hmm. know, like your East Pittsburghs and your Turtle Creeks and your, you know, so when you think about all these levels of our policing and in our different communities and municipalities and our cities, it's a lot. We have so many school districts. We have so many police departments. And it is not benefiting
0: us. It's not. It's not at all. It's It's endangering. Like, school districts are endangering students, and this large amount of municipalities with separate EMS, fire, and police, I mean, they can already stab some of these departments. Mm-hmm. So you have, depart- you have officers that are working part-time at two different jobs, mm-hmm. and it's a whole issue. I'll never forget, I, I had a conversation with someone I work with about uh, this an older white guy. Uh, and we were just talking about police, and he just kept on going. He's like, you get what you pay for. Mm Mm-hmm. And to be real, I hadn't thought about it. And
2: if you paying a police officer $12 an hour, how people that work $12 an hour jobs at McDonald's, I I can't say McDonald's, they don't make $12 there. But people who make $12 an hour at regular jobs that don't involve carrying a gun, Mm -hmm. don't do a good job. So you pay somebody $12 an hour and give them
0: a gun? Yeah. Like, where's the sense? I mean so so I think a lot of people feel the defund police to to politicize it Mm -hmm. right to make it a whole partisan thing Mm -hmm. to make it a racial thing Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that you see a lot of people doing that Uh, but for them to do that on that commercial like I said they're definitely playing on people's fear people's intelligence because it's not the same thing yeah you do need to see some departments regionalized you need we've had this conversation on some of our live shows about mm-hmm. how there are departments that need to regionalize there's are some areas that need to regionalize their police department mm-hmm. and if you look in certain parts of Allegheny county there's been success with regionalizing the police departments you
2: yeah know? I, I definitely think just the neighboring knee is the woodland hill school district and i definitely think that they need to do that but
0: yeah. and, and most of those most of those areas that are in that conversation are in that school district. He- uh, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's,
2: it's frustrating, too, because you think about a community like, and I don't know the exacts of it, I'm just giving an example, but you think of a community like Rankin, and then you compare it to a community like uh, Forest Hills or Church Hill, where one community has a huge surplus in funds, and then another one is like barely scraping to stay afloat, mm-hmm. and so that makes no sense. Makes no sense. These all these are families that are going to the same school system. They are, you know, so intertwined in a way that it doesn't make sense that we are working harder mm-hmm. and not smarter with our resources. It's
0: the economics, like yeah. It all, it all boils down and trickles down to money. Yeah. You know, uh like you said, these some of these areas are like two, three blocks away. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you could walk. Mm-hmm. be another one of these areas and you can see mm-hmm. a difference in home I got the
2: same zip code as to them. the communities in in yeah. that district yeah. so yeah it's so close um so yeah that's crazy
0: yeah and I mean well there's definitely gonna be more talks about police and police departments um but you see that that's a, a hot button topic.
2: yeah I don't and we've even got know a... If I should
0: call it a hot button I mean this is a it's a legitimate <laughs> issue right now mm-hmm. um so I don't wanna, you know what I'm saying lessen its value or impact by saying it's a hot button topic, but this is a concern that it, a lot of people are. Yeah, on.
2: And, and you, you know. either have there there's there's very the the opinions and thoughts on it are literally on on opposite sides of the spectrum. You have some people who are, you know, extremely against it and extremely for it and the opinions and thoughts all in between vary and um, so there's a lot to you know break down
0: about it yeah there's there's a lot and we'll, and we'll definitely dedicate um, to some adequate time to, to discuss that yeah um, we just need
2: to get to November 1st and hope that we can make some changes we got this we got a VP announcement we got Kamala Harris No, I am I am pleased with the pick um I am, how do I want to say it, so I told you I I was going to have a little rant about this whole um, moment, because, you know, when the announcement was made that Kamala Harris was the VP selection, we all know how Facebook goes, and we all know how, you know, the freedom of having your own opinion is, you know, really captured on Facebook. Anybody can have any thought and opinion and share it with the world, and it gets attention. And um, I am so frustrated with the way we go hard on black women at all levels. And um, Kamala Harris is not perfect. Um, She is, you know, currently serving as uh, one of the senators... Um, out of California and you know the the main thing that we hear when it comes to her and her uh, her time serving as district attorney and then the state's attorney was she locked up a whole bunch of black men the United States of America is locking up a whole bunch of black men and I really I don't know where and I don't know where we start I don't know if it's education I don't know if it's um, painting a, the bigger picture of what that really looks like because a lot of times when you hear it you hear the uh, da, as if Kamala was in every single courtroom on every single case and she fought to lock up every single black man that's been locked up in California under her time as DA and the state's attorney And it's just not the full picture. And um, I love how we expect a black woman to go into a space as district attorney. And once they get there, they're supposed to magically fix everything while also dealing with racism, sexism, uh, misogyny. Uh, I mean, I can just go on and on. And uh, I had pulled up, you know, that night, there, there was a lot of articles coming out about her. But there was a woman, um, a public defender from California who worked with Kamala. And you know, she just, the headline is she was the most progressive DA in California. But what I really appreciated about this piece was uh, the contributor it was an opinion uh contribution from nikki solace and she says i grappled with the idea of defending a former prosecutor for a long time but i have to say what i feel is right to set the record straight on harris and you know what i I loved about this piece is the fact that this was someone who was literally always on the opposite side of her when she had to go to court as a public defender she was never in court on the same side work Kamala was the prosecutor. She was the defense. And so, you know, she basically was like, look, you know, um, as San Francisco DA, she refused to seek the death penalty, even on a case where a very respected police officer was killed. Um, Marijuana sales cases were routinely reduced to misdemeanors. Marijuana possession cases were, were thrown out. Um, People just weren't being charged, and what else did she say? Unless there was a large grow case or a unique circumstance, this was the reform-minded approach that the, the office under her, the DA's office, took. Um, and uh, the accusations about marijuana prosecutions being harsh during her tenure are absurd. The reality was quite the opposite. And then, um, what else? She also taught. this was it, she co-founded the Coalition to End the Exploitation of Kids, which was a task force to combat human trafficking, which we all know is a huge problem, especially for women and girls of color. Like, what? Um, so I just think that, you know, it's, it's okay to critique our elected officials because that's kind of what, in my opinion, our problem was during Obama's eight years in office is that we all just sat back and expected because he was a black man he was just going to do it, instead of us like holding fire under him. Like we can't expect if we get a Biden Harris um, administration that once we vote them in that it's over. Like no, we we have needs and wants and things need to be changed, and so we need to be organizing and. Showing up, lobbying. There's just a lot of things that need to happen after we hopefully get this current administration out of office. Um, And what I refuse, for me at least, people are going to do what they want to do. But what I refuse to do is one, because I am engaged in local politics, I'm not about to waste my time trying to cancel out this woman this black woman, this, uh, uh, for her as a black woman to even make it to a position like that, I can only think of what she had to go through and what she had to push past to even be in that position in the first place, but also still, um, hold Hold some dignity, you know. Like I, I think I when I look at when I look at all of these, you know, people or you know, people who are in these higher offices. You know, I don't know what my future may hold, but what I do know now after watching this is, I if I ever get to that level of politics, I ain't getting on the internet. If y'all ain't talking to me directly, I don't know. I don't see it because that what I saw on the internet could literally break somebody, break them. And nobody cares, like everybody at in some space of their life has gone through something. Something that literally just like could have taken them out, but it didn't. And it's not our space or our place to really know that. But as we as we critique, because that's what a lot of folks, you know, that's the word we use is well, we we're we're critiquing our elected officials. There's a difference between between critiquing and canceling and what i am talking about is the canceling of people and the way we cancel kamala the way we canceled her when, when she ran for president we we kept uh what's her name from minnesota over her yeah, klobuchar. yeah amy klobuchar her record excuse me she's got connections to the to the officer that killed george floyd still being an officer So, like, I just, the, I just, I, I will not waste that much time, and I, I didn't get a chance to go through all those articles that, um, you and I discussed. you know, the, the copy and paste of all the different things that Kamala has done that's being, um, shared on Facebook, which is good. We do need to know those things. All of those things are relevant, and all of those things are, are, are points that we should be asking questions about and holding her accountable for, but you're not getting that on your Facebook status. You're not. You're not getting none of that. Share it, inform people. But how about we just put a list together on things that we need to address as we go through as we go through this, you know, campaign process from here we are August to to November. Why don't we actually just talk about it and get some responses? Because I mean, now, now if Kamala comes out and says, "Yeah, I did it, and I meant that," then we could be like, "All right, sis, hold on, we need to have a conversation. Let's let's talk about that." But that's that hasn't happened. And the few things that I was able to look at, she did address. And the one, the one question, I think it was the one about uh, um truancy. It was her, it was her work on school truancy. And she said it was a bad call. I, if it was today, I wouldn't do that. And we also have to allow people grace of changing because people change. Right. people learn, people do better. and so we've got to allow space and grace for that um, and 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 to back to my point, I'm all about critiquing. We can critique, but we got to watch that 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 fine line of critiquing and canceling because we're doing a lot of canceling of folks that <laughs> for what? I think I saw a tweet, someone, I saw a tweet, and it was from a black man. It was like, so I'm supposed to protect Kamala Harris? Why? Got I
0: mean, it. I mean, but the person that's saying that is probably the same person that had some shit to say about Megan Stallion. Yeah. You
2: know
0: what I'm saying? But yeah. The same person is probably somebody that was a, month, a year ago defending R. Kelly. One thing that's not going to happen is you're not going to sit there and say, I'm able to separate the music from the person. And I'm still listening to R. Kelly, but you all here canceling Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. you know, you're confused. Mm-hmm. You're totally confused. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen people on my timeline say the same exact thing. My my thing for me personally is I'm a Howard University graduate, you know what I'm saying? So there's a level of immense pride that I have right now in the fact that Senator Kamala Harris is a Howard University graduate. And she can possibly, or I'm going to say she's going to be the next vice president, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is for me personally. I was at Howard. The, when, when uh obama won the first time mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like the first campaign i ever worked on was at howard university mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like i've learned about what kwame Toure was really doing or the impact that alan locke or thurgood marshall and what he meant to, to our people i learned these things at howard these are people that went to howard mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so for me there is a level of pride and excitement that I have that I don't think some people are going to be able to understand mm-hmm. just because of what it means when you're on that campus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we, mm-hmm. we see these things. Like, we know there's mm-hmm. some things that she's fumbled on, mm-hmm. but we also know that we're going to give advice and some space and some grace. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I also have a close friend that's an attorney in California. And uh, for a week, she was just kind of having different comments, but she was saying that... Um, her record as a prosecutor wasn't the best, but if you look at her as Attorney General, she was like, she did a lot of great things. She write, she made a lot of different things. She made a lot of changes as Attorney General. And I don't see her time as AG talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the conversations that people are having mainly on Facebook, because everybody can be intellectual on Facebook, mm-hmm. right? But the conversation is this time as prosecutor, but not as AG, not as Senator, they don't talk about her pushing an anti-lynching bill, mm-hmm. which was refuted on the House floor by certain uh, Republican uh, representatives. Mm-hmm. The one guy said something about, you got to take somebody's heart out or some shit yeah. before the anti-lynching. Are you serious? Yeah. So we can't, we're going to cancel somebody that was on the floor in the year of our Lord, 2020, 20, <laughs> trying to get legislation against lynching in the United States of America people are refuting that, mm-hmm. and we still have to question her blackness mm-hmm. or question where she stands, mm-hmm. I got a problem with that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, and my thing is... And being
2: black ain't a monolith, so... Uh, it's, it's not
0: at all. And we talked about on this show too. When yeah. we had summer on here, we talked about the difference between black people and every black person is not the same and mm-hmm. black people are monolith. Mm-hmm. But, my thing that I question a lot of people on and no one could ever answer me, is you're not going to tell me that Kamala Harris is worse or more evil than Mike Pence. No. You're not going to tell me. And one thing I'm going to say is, anybody listen to this and you want to have a debate or or something with me about Pence and Kamala Harris, we can have that shit on IG, we can have it on Zoom, we can have it at Humboldt Park. Because Mm -hmm. one thing I'm going to say is, if you don't know about what happened in Gary, Indiana, and how the Democratic blue city of Gary, Indiana was basically put in a stranglehold by the red state of Indiana, and Mike Pence was at the forefront of that shit. Mm-hmm. If you don't know nothing about what was going on in Gary, Indiana, don't say shit about Kamala Harris, yo, mm-hmm. because she wasn't in Sacramento or San Diego or Long Beach. She wasn't doing none of that. She wasn't isolating cities in, the, in, in, in her respective state mm-hmm. and bleeding out residents mm-hmm. and basically having people move. Because they lost jobs and all these different things. So you're not even going to say we're going to compare Kamala to Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. And, and Mike Pence is never going to win. Plain and simple.
2: Yeah, I saw someone say, this is this is just as bad as Hillary versus Clinton. I was like, no, it is not. It is not. not. It, it was, is not the same.
0: You know, I'm going to say this. Kamala Harris does not have a body count like Hillary Clinton got. Or like the Clintons' gap. I don't, know, I don't know, fifty plus people did the mysteriously end up dead at the hands of Senator Harris. So mm-hmm. it is not the same. It's not the Stop same. Stop it, people. It's
2: not the same. Stop it. It is not the same. And it's so sad for me that um we are talking about the highest office of the land. So we're not talking about um, you know, city council. Right. Governor. We're not talking about that. We are talking about the office of the President of the United States and the Vice President. And in the year of twenty twenty, we got we still have a whole lot of work to do. So the folks who are in, in the spaces to even be considered or elevated to that level with the way we work now, the way like the movement is, the way we're on the ground, what are we expect them to get? What what like what okay. and who? Are we expecting to get for Joe Biden's vice president nominee? Okay, because if it wasn't Kamala, it might have been Pete, and then we might have had a problem.
0: Oh, we would have had a big problem. Because let's be real, we talked about this. It would have yes.
2: been yes. Pete. Yes, yes, freaking Pete. Yes, you know what I'm saying?
0: And then what? Then everybody have been like, "Oh my goodness, look what it is." If there a wasn't a pandemic in George
2: Floyd, we would not be having this conversation right now.
0: Yo, um, you know what? But I did see a video from Joe Biden in February. Even before the pandemic, mm-hmm. before George Floyd, mm-hmm. where he's on stage and he does say that he feels like his running mate should be a woman, that it should be a person of color. Mm-hmm. Like, I did see that because some people say, like, oh, he's pan," or he put himself in a box. No, that was his thought process before he was Pressure to do so, mm-hmm. because in his mind, just speaking freely, these are some things that Joe Biden mentioned. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, in February, we were still living regular. That, and, is, and, that and is, We wasn't having no mask on and all of point. that. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like Joe Biden had this in his mind. And if you go back and listen to our first uh, episodes, I, you, I'm the first person that wasn't thrilled about Joe Biden running for president or mm-hmm. Joe Biden bringing the the Democratic mm-hmm. candidate. Not at all. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. I realize that this country will not survive, fuck, four years. It might not survive another two years. It might not survive to the rest of this year with the person in office right now. I'm nervous. And a lot of people, and and, and this is a really dangerous precedent, and if you see when I talk to people, I say the word dangerous. Mm -hmm. I say violence because you can't just say this is bad or this is terrible. This is dangerous. It is dangerous. It is dangerous that there are people that wanted to withhold that there are black men Right? and you lucky I'm not calling y'all names on my podcast, but there are black men that said that they would rather sit out the election because they didn't want to vote for Kamala Harris for vice president. That is some of the most asinine commentary that I've ever heard in my life, It plain is plain and simple. It is. And, 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 and brothers that hear this, I still got some love for you, but y'all niggas ain't thinking because y'all are willing to endanger yourself, your family, your finances, your future, Because of you not agreeing with who the vice president candidate is.
2: And let's talk about this. Let's talk about the real danger. Let's talk about the Supreme Court. Let's talk about the federal judges that have already been picked under this presidency across this country. That is dangerous. That affects my daughter. Mm -hmm. That makes me have a real, real, real big problem with people who want to play, play semantics for real when it comes to this. And um, <sighs> yeah, I think it's clear on how we feel. We I mean, we cool. man,
0: listen, we got we know how we gotta vote. You know what I'm saying? Like I said this to to dude because I heard this thing about Republicans voting with their heads and Democrats voting with their heart, and him saying how was the badness playing on black people's emotions by having a black woman vice president, even though most of the people that were vetted were black women. But also, a lot of people that are having these conversations don't understand branches of government, and they don't realize that the impact that the executive branch has on the Supreme Court justices. Yeah. So I think a lot of people don't even realize, because this dude was talking about progressive policies, so I was like, dude, you're not going to get pro- progressive policies passed if Trump gets another Supreme Court justice in. Mm-hmm. You're done for another 30, 40, possibly 50 years. And that's
2: our lifetimes done.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, And, and, and this is for you to somehow feel emboldened because now it's rebellious or it's cool or it's a woke to to withhold your vote or to do a third party vote for Kanye. But what a lot of people don't know is that Republicans Republicans are putting up money and putting in a, their groundwork to get Kanye on ballots in certain mm-hmm. states. Mm-hmm. So this is not some off the wall, third party, mm-hmm. birthday party shit. This is Republicans deliberately knowing that there are going to be people that will not vote for Trump. But if you put Kanye mm-hmm. in the mix, that he'll take votes from Biden ultimately which is a vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. So we don't wanna hear no more about that Kanye shit because who's his running mate gonna be? Lil Uzi Vert? Who's his, who who would be Kanye's running let's be the... He said it was
2: that the the pastor from where Wyoming?
0: Oh man, I don't know him. Man. Yeah, it's a woman.
2: It's a woman too. It's yeah, we don't him. we don't know him. I ain't said I ain't saying no names because I don't even know it. I don't
0: know it. none of them. I
2: don't know them. So what we are gonna do is we're gonna talk about this uh the chief of staff, though, that Kamala has, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Dope. Like, she is so... I pulled up an article from LGBTQ Nation. Um, that's what we shared on our page. Um, she is a... She's originally from the French West Indies Islands of Martinique and was raised in New York City. She went to Columbia University... Started in politics working for John Edwards back in 2004, worked for Obama in 08 in 2012, and for Martin O'Malley's 2016 presidential campaign. Um, During Obama's first term, she worked in the White House Office of Political Affairs. And um, what did she say? What's been wonderful is that I was not the only, I was one of many. President Obama didn't hire LGBT staffers. He hired experienced individuals who happened to be LGBT. Um, Also, outside of her work with political campaigns and the government, she was the national spokesperson for the progressive organization Move On in 2016 and a commentator for NBC News and MSNBC. So um, she has just been uh, one. She's been. I've been hearing a lot about her and mm-hmm. this video that's up here. Um, I guess a man. I
0: remember
2: this. He tried to I rush on stage it. and she, she she tried to rush on stage and take the microphone from Kamala, and she leapt to her feet and she grabbed that mic back like no. Nah. Yeah. And, and, no. And I, and
0: I remember this video, and it made me angry because I feel like that dude only got on stage like that because there was just women on stage. Because mm-hmm. he wouldn't have tried to take that mic off of uh, Berto work like that. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have tried to run up on the stage if Cory Booker was up there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, dude was kind of weak for that. I remember being really angry at that because, mm-hmm. like, I if I might be mistaken, but I feel like there were other candidates that were at that event and. He, he decided to do that when this candidate was up. Yep. That's weak shit. You know yep. what I'm saying? Um, but now I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that this sister is, is the chief of staff. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, there's just so much to think of, you know, and I didn't even mention it too. Just recently, uh, Kamala pushed some legislation in the Senate for further research on uterine fibroids, which for women, especially black women, That is something that we deal with when it comes to our healthcare that really doesn't get the attention that it needs. And it causes such long-term issues for black women with fertility, um, just comfort, you know, when you have them, it is physically, you know, hard on your body. It hurts, like it, it hurts. And so, you know, not only is that representation, that is someone being in a position to she is she is proposing to push millions of dollars on the research nobody is talking about that kind of stuff because it, it doesn't affect them and when when we look at a government that is full of white men who don't have fibroids you know like they're not going to think about that um so you know Kamala's not perfect but nobody is perfect i know i have done some things that I'm sure, um, weren't okay. And I had to learn and I had to grow from them. And we have to, we have to learn how to know how to hold people accountable. That's, that's what politics is about. You need to hold people accountable. If there's something that's done that we don't like, we need to address it. And then also, when we talk about this office, no matter who wins, they are not just the president or the vice president of black people, of progressive people. Of um, you know there's no one block of type of person that they are representing so there are going to be conversations there's going to be things that we just won't really understand even when we talk about like uh, like like locally with campaigns you know they'll send out those mailers against uh, like summer oh summer is in support of um you know She's okay with letting child sex offenders go free. No, she's not. But y'all threw that in on this bill that's real problematic, and she was bold enough to vote against it. Now, I'm not comparing that decision to something that Kamala has done. I'm just saying that there's levels to how these conversations go about elected officials. And um, Kamala may have uh, some problematic things in her past, but the state of California also voted for her to be their senator. So... What, what what are we going to do? What, right. like, what does that mean?
0: I mean, I, I think it means that we have to be educated about what happened before and still be able to hold them accountable, but I think it's important that I think it's important that we uh, know, I think it's first of all, I'll say, I think it's a good thing that we know that these things have happened, because now that we know that we can call them on the carpet on these things mm-hmm. for her and Biden, mm-hmm. right? It would mm-hmm. be different if after the fact these things come out and then there's nothing you can do the same way how a lot of stuff came out after obama left office right and there wasn't anything we could be done right but now all of this stuff is out ahead of time so now we know like all right we need to check you on this mm-hmm. we need to check you on this we need to make sure that you understand that this is important etc cetera, etc cetera, and so on right mm-hmm. so it's good that we know these things now you can't you know what I mean exclude or, or get rid of this person now because of things that they've done because like you said nobody's perfect but there's this whole there's whole thing now where people are like subconsciously people feel like politicians are perfect or should be perfect mm-hmm. no human being is perfect mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and people were like well politicians can get criticized and this and that but the criticism leads to what is the criticism going to lead to legislation or policy being changed Or is it criticism, you just trying to get on your soapbox and creating a Facebook status that leads to nothing? You know what I'm saying? Does your criticism come with a petition? Does it come with a trip to Capitol Hill? Does it come with a trip to D.C.? Does it come with a trip to your Capitol building?
2: I mean, the criticism could actually come with a better option, a plan on how to fix it. Like, do do you got some solutions? For
0: some people, I think that might be too much work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it might be too much work. But with all that said... You can still hold people that kind of want to vote for them. Mm-hmm. You can still vote for somebody and still question them on things they did in the past and make sure that they don't happen. Mm-hmm. But what we can't do is stay home in November and think that shit's going to get better. Yo, shit is worse than ever. If
2: we want to fastest, then we could just keep it moving. You know, if that's what we cool with, Yo. let's let's go. Let's listen. Y'all not gonna like how I raised my daughter. I'm gonna tell y'all that yes. much.
0: I'm not gonna be here. If, if, Niggas is about to go vote for Hennessy and Mike Tyson again. Mm-hmm. You know, Harambe mm-hmm. And Harambe the Grillo.
3: And Corona. I'm uh, sure I'll
0: people going to vote for Corona. I'm not going to be here, yo. Like, y'all won't see me. You That's know what saying. I'm saying? Y'all won't see me because, and I, and I tell people this show, I, I don't even have all of the entire snapshot, but I see how bad it is. No, you it's know what bad. I'm saying? It's bad. And Kanye West is not going to save a goddamn thing.
2: Listen, on that note of how bad it is, we're going to move on to this. Y'all, we are fighting to save the post office. The United States Postal Service is literally fighting to keep
0: operating right now. Fascism. People's I, I,
2: medicine.
0: But this is the thing though. Let's let's look back because I was talking to my to my stepfather. So I can't wait till we get mm-hmm. my stepdad, and your dad, on here. But he was talking about, and um, uh, a lot of people say this, but a lot of stuff that's happening right now is a lot of stuff that happened in Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In the early 1930s, and we know what happened in the early 1930s in, in, in Germany, right? But a lot of things that are happening now were happening then. And one of those kind of things is, is uh, a, a very, very sick, twisted control of the media, you know, um, of communication and something like controlling a Postal Service. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is fascism, but we've never witnessed this in our lifetime. But people still aren't going to vote. You know, the Postal Service, like you said, delivers medicine. It delivers people's paychecks. It supports small businesses. There are small businesses that we know, mm-hmm. people that we support, businesses that we all support. That I we just love. made some purchases
2: in the past couple days, and from Black women business owners, and my and stuff is coming in the mail, and, and I needed to get here in the mail because if I don't get my Glamaholics bags, I'ma have a problem.
0: Yeah. So can we can we shout out? businesses black women businesses
2: yeah shaded Um, by the queen had her ten dollar sale today and i got my uh sunglasses yesterday i bought my Glamaholics duffel bag uh fanny pack and uh uh a duff it's a the shoulder bag Dante was like y'all y'all on this uh, this website like the Jordans is about to release look (laughs) i I, I made my purchase literally in a minute and a half yeah i want to shout
0: out uh natural booty. Supply. I'm about to go there and pick up uh, some stuff after, after we done recording so this. Shout out, shout out to Natural Beauty. I got the beard bay packet. Okay. Um, you know what I'm saying? With the oils, with the with the scrub, mm-hmm. uh, with the beard bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I definitely like it, it keeps the beard soft. So I'm gonna shout out uh natural, she- beauty. She cute and natural beauty supply on Penn Avenue. He slipped, yeah, and I also want to shout out my, my sister Morgan, who does it all because not only is she she active and Know in political and government ways, but she's an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got some some dope shirts. Um, I got one too. Yeah, Oregon. you know what I'm saying. So we shout shout out. Sh- we appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what I'm saying. We're open for sponsorship, y'all. Uh, <laughs> you know I'm mean, that out there too. But uh, but the U.S. United States Postal Service is a major part and artery of the way that this country moves mm-hmm. and we take that shit for granted here. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like, other countries other wish other they countries had something like that have a postal service that goes throughout the country that is as easy as leaving a letter in your mailbox outside and, and as, as affordable
2: shirts. have y'all ever compared i remember i I remember my godkids uh and their parents lived in hawaii and i had purchased some like doritos and some baby dolls for my goddaughter um, my friend's husband just, no, not Doritos. He wanted, uh, Snyder chips. You know, they don't sell Snyder chips yeah. in Hawaii. So I sent them a, a whole care package and I'm thinking like, oh, well, i got a box from Fe- uh, Kinko's. I'm going to just deliver it through FedEx. Oh, sh- oh, they gave me the price. They were like, you should go to the post office. I was like, I didn't realize y'all was that expensive. Yeah. I went to the post office. I literally spent like $5 to mail something to Hawaii. Yeah. Like, yeah. It is ridiculous. So, y'all, we can't afford that, okay? We can't afford to not have the Postal Service operating how it's been operating and delivering mail. And it's also good-paying jobs. You know, like, it's a good-paying job. I know people who have worked there, retired from there, and they're good. Right. Y'all, save USPS.
3: It's a true...
2: Vote for... Listen, vote for the... Vote for Biden and Kamala. I'm saying it. I'm not going to be out here, you know... Standing for them, I don't need a yard time. But if you ask me who I'm voting for, I'm voting for them. Um. So yeah, y'all, it's real. We definitely got caught up on that whole conversation because we've been. That's been a hot topic for us like all week. Just what's been going on with that. So we're not going. To, we're not going to keep y'all too much longer. We can um. Get yeah, get that off, get, our, yeah, get that off chest. our chest. So I wanna also we had some good um just a few races for Congress. Rep. Ilhan Omar Mm -hmm. uh, was reelected in Minnesota. She had a very um, tough race in the primary against a well-funded challenger, Mm -hmm. but she was able to still come out on top. And then, um, in Missouri, uh, yeah, she was elected Mm -hmm. against, she, she beat the incumbent. Right. And, um, black woman. So, you know, we want to shout out Corey Bush. She is an activist. I think I saw some uh, articles where she was just being um, sprayed with pepper spray while she was out protesting yeah. like a few months before, you know, the the winning this race. So we got a congresswoman that's really about that life in these streets, on the front lines, mm-hmm. um, putting her body on the line. We don't realize when people are out here protesting, they um, are putting their bodies on the line for all of us, um, who have been, you know, marginalized and oppressed forever, mm-hmm. so, um, we also, from BPM, want to shout y'all out, and also since we're bringing up Missouri, I also want to shout out, um, state treasurer Tashara, um, she is, she's the current state treasurer, but she was reelected. So I also want to give her a big uh, shout out to Shara Jones. She's super dope. Um, one of my, I met her three young elected officials. There's a lot of amazing black electeds in that network. If you are a black elected, if you're an elected, um, get connected with YEO and Local Progress. Those are two national organizations that bring a lot of elected people together across the country. And it's just really good um, networking and collaborations because, we're all working in our respective cities Mm -hmm. and it's good to be able to learn from the work that other people are doing. We don't need to be recreating the wheel. There's people that are doing work and it's working. And so how can we, you know, um, how can we recreate that in other areas that need to fix those same issues? So I just want to shout out
0: uh, those dope folks. We salute you all. Um, Mm -hmm. And we will definitely, uh, shout your victories. Support you because we all about supporting Black political millennials that's out while making change, and even political millennials, um, and even political people that aren't millennials that are about change. We support yes. you as well. Yes. Um But we just about moving things in the right direction. Um, so definitely shout out to those to those sisters that are going to be back in Congress, mm-hmm. um, fighting the fight. Um, you know, with some with some much much needed legislation and uh, pressure to Change some laws and, and, and rules and things like that.
2: Yeah, we got another black woman in Congress. That is just so dope. Yeah. Like, dope.
0: And did we mention, we mentioned on our last episode how there was like 60 black women? Yeah, like the, yeah last, right of her office.
2: We're here. We are out here. And so. That's why it frustrates me because, you know, one of those 60 plus black women could be a future presidential candidate. And I need us to not be canceling all these black women that's trying to do this work so we can all have something better. Like, I'm not going to agree with everybody on everything. That's not what life is about. And it's actually problematic if we all agree on the same things at the same time. Like, we need some kind of disagreements and a little bit of tension so we can really figure out what what do we need. So... Just think about that as we have these feelings and these thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. let me, uh, If y'all can see my face right now, my eyes will be stuck in the back of my head. I'm rolling them so much. Yeah. Um, and then the census. Y'all, the census is happening. If you have not completed the census, please complete the census.
0: Yeah, do it right now. As soon as you finish listening to us, if it ain't too late, go complete the census. Because... Mm-hmm they have they have moved the deadline up one month mm-hmm. um and a lot of people aren't going to be counted yeah and a lot of people that aren't going to be counted are going to be people from black communities brown communities tribal communities um and then also just poor communities that, that don't have billboards for people to see mm-hmm. or didn't have counters coming through their neighborhoods or, I mean, even, honestly, some rural communities,
2: too. And we're, it's, it is, yeah. And we're in a pandemic, y'all. Um, So, it's different, you know. It's different for um, how things typically operate. Because if we weren't in a pandemic, y'all doors would have been knocked on regularly by census workers. And I know a few people um, right now in the region who are working for the census. They are knocking doors. Uh, masked up because we need to be wearing our mask, but still like it is so easy to do it takes 10 minutes like it is the quickest thing to do so I just we cannot encourage you enough to complete the census this year we we do not have another so this is every 10 years and we talked about the census on a previous episode but when you think about the census it is money that is going to be uh, appropriated across the country and so if you aren't counted in this census, you might as well count yourself out for 20 years because you're not going to be counted again until 2030, and that's after the 2030 census is completed. So, like, y'all.
0: This is important.
2: It's so important.
0: Like, and, I, and the thing about it, too, is a lot of people are asking, like, well, what can I do? Like, the small things that you can do now is make sure that you complete your census and make sure you're registered to vote mm-hmm. and make sure that you have requested your mail-in. Uh, application for your mail-in ballot. Mm -hmm. These are all things you can do on the internet, Mm -hmm. on your phone, Mm -hmm. and everything will come to you on the mail, Mm -hmm. or you can print it out, or however. There's not a lot of legwork that can be done, but these are things that everybody has to do.
2: Yes, and with the mail-in ballots, too, because we just had this conversation about the post office, and, you know, they're using fear now for folks about mail-in ballots because the post office is at risk of you know not having the funding having to cut staff so mail delivery is different and get it done don't procrastinate send your don't send your ballot in a week before election day y'all should be y'all should be getting your mail in ballots as early as you can and as soon as they come in the mail open it up look up the people on your list check them out online if you don't know who they are that's also what I love about mail in balloting you can literally search every single person before you vote close it up Drop it in the mail. You don't even need to pay for postage, y'all. Just, just do it. Just do it. If, if you're, if you really felt like your vote didn't count, why you think they're trying to take it? This is historic. This is a, a historic representation of voter suppression in the year 2020. And we can. Th- this current administration is looking to suppress the vote because that is one of the few tactics that they can use to try to win re-election. So we cannot allow that to happen. We just can't. We can't. We can't allow it to happen. So I don't want. I'm not. I'm not going to, um, you know, bash people who don't vote. I'm just going to express to you how important I believe it is for you to vote. What people choose to do, I can't force that. But I am telling you from my voice and on this podcast that, you know it's hard out here and I know that it's frustrating I've knocked on doors in a community that has been burnt out by politics so I get it but we don't we have never really fully actualized what it looks like to see true participation and so what we see in our politics has never really been a true representation of us because we're not engaged for a lot of reasons it's set up that way But if we all were truly engaged, we would see something different. That's why we have our AOCs. That's why we have our summer leaves. That's why we have, you know, um, people who speak truth to power. And the power is us. The power is our voices. The power is our collective, um, you know, us collectively, you know, pushing back against people that don't want to see us have and do more and be better. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. So do what y'all need to do to make sure that this country continues to not go up and smoke and uh, census and vote, those things are important. Um, I think we're going to go to
2: We was, going, we was going to break out a commercial on y'all in this episode, but we're going to wait because we've been,
0: look, we've been talking. We've been going in. Yeah. I want to thank our, our contributors, our uh, monthly contributors. Yeah. You know who you are. We're
2: going to set some up. Maybe we're going to get that right by episode 20. Let's let let's get some episodes out and then switch up something on the 20th yeah. episode. We're make it a some, little special. We're going
0: to send something special to, to our contributors by the end of the year to, for your support mm-hmm. of BPM. Um, yes. You know, right in time for the holidays. We're going to put that together. But we thank you all for your support of uh, Black Political Millennials. And you too, you too, and you can be a supporter for BPM Podcast. Uh, You're on Anchor FM. You can check out Black Political Millennials. And you can be a supporter right there on the spot. So check us out.
2: So um, we also, since our last episode, had an anniversary pass of the voting rights. Um, Act, August 6th, 55 years ago. Yeah. The Voting Rights Act was passed. It was crazy when we talked about that because my mom was alive when it became legal for yeah. black people to vote. And I just think that that is crazy. That's crazy. That it wasn't, you know, when my mom, I would think that that happened when my grandmother. You know, yeah. like just when you think about the timing of it, how long ago it was, like I want it to be that long ago when like my grandma was young, but mm-hmm. no. It was when my mom was a kid that that's when that was passed and you know with that point of how long ago that was or how not long ago it was Mm -hmm. um this is why we have to have real conversations because if you're not voting let's have that conversation about why you're not voting because I feel you on I feel people on why they get to that place of not voting and why you just pull yourself back and so we want to start to have the conversation about okay so why don't you like to vote and what, can, what what needs to be done and what uh, steps do we need to take to get you to feel like your involvement in it is um, working because our votes really do count. That's why they don't want us to vote. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we should, you know, we just wanted to, like, push that thought that 55 years ago, it is 2020, 55 years ago, black people got the right to
0: vote you know you know something else that i that i've noticed too um and this goes back to the level of appreciation and that taking things for granted is so when this law was passed you know my grandma was in her 30s do mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying my grandma was older, our older than me or age and, and our, she was yep. able to vote Yeah. so in my mind i'm like damn imagine going this long in my life without Being able to vote but still being impacted by the person who was being elected yeah and i think about when i go to polls who's working on polls older black women Mm -hmm. who's usually in there voting when i vote older Older black black women women. like i think about my grandmother god bless her soul she's 91 years old right now right Mm -hmm. and she's already like she made sure she got her ballot in for the primary and we went through it and she's already the same thing make sure we gotta be together for november because she already know we gotta get this clown out of here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just interesting that you don't hear about older black people not voting or saying that I'm not gonna vote mm-hmm. or this and that. It's people that take for granted that they're able to vote, that they're not voting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The people who their through their entire life mm-hmm. they've been able to vote. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just not going to vote. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm yeah, but
2: vote. but that but that's why I think that's going to take us back, too, though, to that clip we used from Nipsey Hussle in the beginning. Because a lot mm-hmm. of people are at that point of like, well, what are y'all doing for me? Like, I got to survive. So, mm-hmm. you know what? No, I'm not making it to the poll. And, and, and also about voting, I, I think Pennsylvania makes it so hard, you know. We don't have early voting. We fortunately have mail-in voting now, which is helpful. But, like, the fact that my mom, when she calls me, she lives in North Carolina, and they have early voting. So, like, she gets a whole week, yeah. a whole week to go and vote before Election Day. It's like, oh, my goodness. Like, I, can we? Can I get a week? Because what if I can't get off on that day? Right. I got six other days to figure out, like, oh, I can go vote today. So, um, You know, I try to, that's why I said, like, I don't want to, um, you know, talk down on people who don't vote. I just really want to get to the point of the conversation of why and how can we change that feeling? How can we change your understanding of who and what you're voting for? Because I feel it. Why am I going to go vote? And I don't know who I'm voting for. So I get that. But um, we're also talking about a presidential election year. And what we're currently dealing with with this current administration is like I can't believe in my 32 years of life that I'm witnessing this right now. Like I felt like my ancestors fought this fight already, but we're fighting it still. And so I can't I can't accept that. I can't accept that. And um, the the article that I had shared on our page and we talked about this before we started the episode. You know when this voting when the Voting Rights Act went passed. Women wasn't voting. It was just for sort the of men. Yeah. So but women were the main ones uh organizing mm-hmm. and, and and doing the work so that we could um we could vote. Mm-hmm. So um
0: Yeah, when I think about the right to vote, I think about I wanna say it was the first couple minutes or the opening scene, I swear it was Selma, but Oprah Winfrey went they would they didn't allow her to vote and she kept coming back and they made her ask answer all these crazy questions in mm-hmm. order for her to get her right to vote i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that was Selma, mm-hmm. and and like if you don't know what i'm talking about just just type in opening scene to selma on youtube so you can see this thing on open winfrey who's playing this black woman who's probably in her 50s at this time that is determined that she's going to be given her right to vote and just what she goes through just the obstacles that she goes through and the intimidation that she was facing in this office mm-hmm, to get mm-hmm. her court to vote. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I, I feel it, Ash, where it's like, you know, there's a, a disenfranchisement of the electoral process now, and a lot of politicians have been liars and been crooked and all those different things. And I get that and understand. Um, but I think just for me personally, I've been interested in politics since I was a kid. I remember me telling my mom who we should vote for. I've, I've been in it. But I also understand the power that comes with that vote where, you know what I'm saying, if you don't know somebody, vote them out or mm-hmm. get somebody that you know to run. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there's a there's a level of power that's in it that you don't realize is available to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when Nip's talking about the survival mode, you know what I'm saying? Like part of the survival mode is realizing we're with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. there is some power that you can have and you can exercise right now. You know what I'm saying? Based on that. So, you know, we're going to try to get people to register to vote. We're going to get young people that are eligible to vote. To vote. And we're going to try to get our people and people older than us to vote, too, man. Because if you like living, and I ain't trying to scare you like Trump is, I'm just going to be real with you, yo. Like, life is not going to be what you thought it was going to be or what you wanted to be if we don't vote this town around. Like, that's where this country is. I think a lot of people think that. It's just like every other time. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that we're eight years away from doom, but they don't realize that doom is like four months away. Yeah. Um, So you know, I'ma be on you, and you know what I'm saying. Vote because if you ain't vote, I'm sorry in January. I'm not trying to hear you. You know what I'm saying. And you know that's that's just me, man. If you ain't vote in, in, in November, if you ain't vote in May. No vote November, you shouldn't have nothing to say come December or January if you were able to vote and eligible to vote. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody gotta play their part and we gotta kinda sit back and stop being bystanders and realize that there's a role and a part that we can all play. So that's it, that's my part. But I just want y'all to to make the right decision and do the right thing and use your right as a citizen of this country and vote. Because we always Mm-hmm. We all just had our right. mm-hmm
2: all right so we are going to continue to push you to vote and so right now we're going to get a little real briefly we want to talk some local there's a few things locally that has happened you know pencil we're in pennsylvania specifically western pa allegheny county and um one of our local state representatives who i always talk about and i hope she doesn't get mad she doesn't get mad she she loves me um summer our state representative summer lee uh she is so bold and speaks um truth all the time and uh a local labor union afl-cio snubbed her again on the endorsement um for this upcoming november election and uh This particular article is from WESA, which is our, that's our local NPR, yeah. And um, it's the local union, particularly tied to fracking in the heavy industry, um, AFL-CIO. In the primary, they backed her opponent who um, was put up by uh, our county executive and um, he lost. And after he lost, Um, for this upcoming November election uh, they still once again did not endorse her but they endorsed two other candidates um, this for the November election that they didn't endorse in the primary because they endorsed their opponents um, Emily Kincaid and Lisa Geiger Shulman yes those two were endorsed and so You know, I bring this up because I love, I think Summer's quote kind of um, really brings this all in about the non-endorsement, and, you know, she says, the impact on her would be negligible. I will always lay it on the line for workers. I love labor. I want to see them prosper. I don't think we will have a robust society without a successful labor movement. But that means being honest when is labor going to be able to reconcile its relationship with black workers and black women especially that's the issue and when we're in this space of really calling it out for what it is um, labor is labor and the unions is like I'm still learning a lot in that space and I'm thankful for the things that I can learn um, from like my good friends like Lisa Frank and Uh, and summer, and just friends that work here locally on behalf of our, you know, our hospital workers, our, um, you know, fighting for rights for our fast food workers, like, people who are out here making this world go round during this pandemic, but they are not being respected in the sense of their pay and, like, the work that they're putting out. Like, I just... (sighs) It's just mind blowing, yeah. And um, we don't want to make it, you know, about um race, but it's kind of hard sometimes for me. But I'm I'm also learning.
0: I think it's, it's uh, I I see on the article that they're trying to refute race because they're backing three black male mm-hmm. candidates. Um, but I think it's a, a race and gender thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a um. Ideology thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a a principle kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? And where you stand and where Summer stands and what she stands for. I think it's that kind of thing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Summer is definitely unbossed, unbot. Yes. Un-bought her, you know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Like, yes. Definitely one. She's definitely yes. she stands for that. And a lot of a lot of establishment. A lot of establishment mm-hmm. and establishment. Is a lot of times there's older white men that they're not used to that. Yep. And they can't take that. You know yep. what I'm saying? And they're intimidated by it. And I yep. feel like Summer intimidates a lot of these dudes out here that have been in politics for the past 30, 40 years in Allegheny County. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's not for it. And I feel like that's part of the reason she gets enough but she don't need that
2: Mm -mm. damn her her election showed it that she don't need it so y'all can stand where y'all stand and she's gonna keep putting she's gonna keep putting truth behind this work that she does and um i will always have the utmost respect for her and i know when i need to check myself i can call summer like summer please let me give it to me like give me give me the real. let me know where am i tripping at because you need that at times you know i had a friend came over too and we were just talking about being progressive and it's like we our generation we are not the most progressive generation anymore like we are kind of a little uptight about some things and so recognizing that too and that's me speaking of us as millennials i'm speaking of us as this millennial generation there's a lot of things that this generation after us and the one after them you know i talked to my little brother about stuff because you know i thought he was a millennial because he was born in 99 but he's the beginning of gen Gen Z. z yeah and so he still he understands something that you know we're at the end of the millennial age but they're different they don't think like we think like it's just different and so um i appreciate when we can as, 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 as the generations are kind of like passing the torch, you know, we're becoming that older generation. We're not, we're still young. You know, our elders are still sunning us, you know, young people. But I'll be looking at them like, oh, I'm closer to 40 than uh, 20. So I think we got to have a different conversation now. Right. Um, we have multiple kids. I have friends with kids in college. So let's have these conversations. Like y'all can't keep making decisions for us and we're the ones raising the kids. Right. Y'all, y'all can't raise y'all grandkids too in these positions. Like y'all gotta listen to us on some of this stuff. So, um, I appreciate you know the the space that she holds in this space in the work of labor because labor is you know it's all encompass encompassing for people who work and um, everyone is not being uh, given the needed rights as workers in this country and. Uh, we're just going to always call out spaces like AFL-CIO when you snub someone like
0: Summer. Yeah. So, there's that. So, following on, uh, this is going to be our last bit before we, we close out our show. Uh, a couple episodes back, we talked about an Allegheny, an Allegheny County judge by the name of Mark V. Tranquilly. Uh, who was accused of making some racist comments to jurors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this Allegheny County judge is facing formal charges now. There are six counts of judicial misconduct, um, which is from a statement released uh, earlier this week by the Judicial Conduct Board of Pennsylvania. In uh, a complaint, the board alleges that 5th District Judge Martin v chan undermined it both public confidence in the judiciary and its reputation. And called for Tranquility's interim suspension during the case. These allegations ran, run from 2015 to 2020. Y'all. So that's five years of racism. Hmm. Uh, the documents include Tranquility's racial slurs, including calling a black drawer, black drawer and Jamama, and made other appropriate com- uh, comments. Uh, this person also went on to say that. Uh, a juror was a knucklehead and then another juror had a baby daddy at home slinging heroin. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a 28 page uh, report um, that says that Tranquility spoke in a dialect known as Ebonics on several instances. So here we go, we have a white person speaking in Ebonics who's a judge. uh, But also another thing that's important to mention Mm -hmm. is is, in a 2015 uh, basically custodial case there's a complaint that says the tranquility said that he was merely passing time in the family division until his eventual reassignment to the criminal division Mm -hmm. so that means he was just seeing cases through not giving a fuck so he could get to the criminal division Mm -hmm. so he could do what Lock niggas up.
3: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Y'all mad
0: about Kamala? But this is a person that y'all mm-hmm. need to be talking mm-hmm. about. Who's been exposed? It's mm-hmm. really trial out black mm-hmm. people? Mm-hmm. Work. And they it's
2: Yeah, and it's judges like that that get picked by uh, appointed into federal judging positions, and that is what we need to be like whew, watching.
0: Exactly. And I that's feel like I need to yeah, that's what I need to go yeah, yeah. We gotta go vote for judges too. Yeah, you vote for judges too. In November, you're not just judging or voting for the president and the vice president. Mm -hmm. There's a local election that is happening Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And in these elections, you're voting for judges. There's an election every spring and every fall, regardless whether we determine a president or not. There, There are elections and judges are elected. And these are the people that are locking your people up. Right. Mm-hmm. Most of the people that are on Facebook, what well, is Ash in California. Mm-mm. You feel what I'm saying? There are some people on my timeline in California. Shout out to my people out in Oakland. Um, they do real work through Soul um, and, and Chico's and a lot of people out there in Oakland. I, I support y'all. I love y'all. But a lot of people in there is from Pittsburgh. Yeah. So y'all talking about what she's doing or who she locked up. But in reality, y'all was clicking on judges that was locking your cousin up yeah when y'all was just blowing through elections yeah you know what i'm saying so let's be real so mark v tranquilly on you and we gonna get you up out of here and that's why it's important to vote that's why it's important to vote all elections local elections matter because we got judges like this asshole out here trying to lock our people up uh um, so I, i'm chill man because you can see man i'm I, I'm worked up a little bit, I'm a little, yeah. little source type yeah. of way charged so, up. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I'm charged up.
2: Yeah, so that's 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 our like rundown of the show. We actually had to cut a few things out. We might talk about it on the next episode. We just trying to get out of here and not have y'all on this episode for two hours. Yeah. I know. But there's one our new our new um, segment that we added because we do be forgetting yeah. stuff in our last episode. We forgot to shout out uh, Obama, Barack Obama, on his birthday. It was Indeed. his actual birthday, so happy belated to uh, Barry Bo, Barack Hussein Obama. Happy belated birthday, and also on a little heavier note, we also want to send condolences to folks out in Beirut. There was a bombing out uh, also when we had our last episode that just completely... Um, Destroyed that area yeah.
0: and so The whole that? government.
2: Yeah, it's really really sad what's happening in Beirut right now. So um, if you haven't uh, Looked at it check it out if you can donate to the uh, relief efforts out there, please do um, because it is just devastating to see the uh, aftermath of that explosion and and um, I just, you know, wanted to lift that area up and and, and put it out there and talk about it because uh, it's a lot of times that it's other countries that we don't even give airtime to, so I did want to um, mention that because that is still major news that is happening right now, and uh, we want to make sure we put that out.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, there's also an explosion in Baltimore, too. Oh, um, there was. was. So, we want to lift up Baltimore, Maryland. I send love to all the people down in uh, Maryland. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I hope y'all stay safe. Also, there was a, there's a lot of wildfires happening in the West, too. Yeah. So, we want to keep our thoughts out there for a lot of people on the West Coast that are dealing with uh, the wildfires. Um, and, you know, that's it. But we lift you up. We appreciate y'all listening. And, mm-hmm all wrap with a black card revoked. Yeah, Carousel.
2: did we do? Oh, um, I did this answer before. Yeah, I did this question, so I'm going to grab another
0: one. Okay. I got, this is a history question for you. Oh, man,
2: I suck at history.
0: Alright, so the question is, who was the first black Nobel Prize winner? Was it A, Nelson Mandela? Yeah. B, Martin Luther the King Jr.? Was it C, Ralph Bunch? Or was it B, or D, I'm sorry, D, Desmond Tutu. The first? The first answer was the first. A is Melton Nelson, B, Martha King, C, Ralph Bunch, D, Desmond Tutu. Mm. I don't even
2: know. I told you my history sucks. Uh, I don't even know. I'm I'm between Martin and Tutu.
3: <laughs>
2: you know, I guess I'm just going, you know, y'all charge it to the
3: look.
2: Look, I suck at history. That was not my, my good thing. I am bad on times, but uh you ready? For sure. You want a guess? I'm a guess. His you name know? Start with R. <laughs> that did not help. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, four choices. <laughs> but I can't
2: life think. Life. I can't think of a.
0: So who's the four? Ash found a the friend. There is. <laughs> so Nelson Mandela.
2: Yeah, Martin Luther King. Uh, Desmond, Desmond Tutu.
0: And I can't remember. Ralph Bunch.
2: Oh, <laughs> is it Ralph Butch?
0: I see, Ralph Bunch. Ah,
2: I was going to get that wrong.
0: Black, Nobel, Listen, Peace
2: shout and out the like to phone a friend because my husband did not <laughs> want me to look <laughs> crazy. Look, my husband loves me. Ralph Butch. All right, so here is mine. Sarah Good was the first black woman to receive a patent. What did she invent? A. I'd have got this one wrong too a lipstick b folding bid c curling iron or d radio
0: uh i feel like it's c the curling iron
3: is that your final answer
0: the fact that you asked me if that was my final answer <laughs> makes me not want that to be my final answer i but thought i was like I helping you and like,
2: how i was given the yeah, answers
0: because i guess that that would have been the thing that, wait was one of them can you read them back to me again?
2: Yes. Was it A. Lipstick, B. Folding bed, C. Curling iron, or D. Radio? Damn.
0: Cause the obvious answer was a curling iron, but it might be the folding bed, cause the curling iron seems too obvious. I'm gonna go with folding bed.
3: Ding 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 Yo, ding let's ding. go. Let's go. Let's
0: go.
3: Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
2: Alright, I love our uh, Black Car Revoke uh, wrap up the episodes, because listen, lucky, uh, there's a lot of things that I'm sure people would take my Black Car for, but it's cool, because I'm Black, that's why Black ain't a monolith, how exactly. about that?
0: We Black, how we be Black. I'm
2: Black, how we be Black, how I be Black, so...
0: Yeah, so thanks for listening, yes. please check us out on Instagram, Black Political Millennials, Facebook, Black Political Millennials, or Twitter, at Black Political Millennials, please send us an email at bpmpodcast412 at gmail.com. We would love to get comments, questions, uh, suggestions, anything like that, Um, and we will see you soon. We will have some awesome guests coming with, joining us in September, so uh, stay tuned to future episodes of Black Political Millennials. We
2: out.